A few months ago, you met someone special. He's funny and grounded and attentive and ambitious, and he has a solid group of guy friends, and yes, he's cute. He's really, really cute. But whenever you talk to your best friend about how things are progressing in the relationship, her advice somehow misses the mark. You know that she means well, but you can't help but wonder if it's jealousy or simple projecting that has her coming off as being an unsupportive skeptic. So what do you do? Today on the Friend Forward podcast, I am speaking with someone who's going to tell us exactly what we should do in these instances. Dr. Tara is a sex and relationship expert whose spicy yet educational content centers around sexual health, and it's amassed more than 2 million followers on TikTok. But it's her work around relationships that caught my attention. After speaking, we noticed some interesting things at the intersection between our content, dating relationships and friendships. The two subjects at first seem like they can be neatly categorized into separate buckets of our lives, but we know the realities of what happens when friends don't like our partner or we get feedback from our partner about our friends and the cycle continues. But romantic partners and friends each have a great influence on our lives. So how do we work to bring harmony between the two? One step is to identify the way that our friendships support or threaten our partnerships. So in today's episode, Dr. Tara is going to break it all down. Here we go. Okay, so I am so excited to have you here. Normally, you've got the spicy content, you're saying all the things, but I wanted to invite you here to talk about relationships at the intersection of friendships. So we're happy to have you as a guest here today on the Friend Forward podcast. Danielle, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And actually, what I wanted to share is my PhD is in relational communication. So it involves all relationships. So I actually studied friendships as my dissertation when I finished my doctorate. That's so interesting. That's your background. And it makes you even more perfect of a person to have today's conversation because I wanted to explore the ways in which our friendships can impact our dating life, whether for good or for bad. And I thought you were the perfect person to have this conversation. So I know one hot topic tends to be toxic friendships. People are like, give me the list. How do I know? So can you start by telling me maybe your working definition of what a toxic friend is? Mm -hmm. I would say the definition is subjective, but this is always the best way to gauge it. If your friend makes you feel negative most of the times, that's a toxic friend. Like there's no laundry list because for some people like, oh, this kind of behavior, I like it. Some people are like, "Uh, not so much. You know, if my friend wants to hang out with me all the time, hate that. Some people love it. So to me, it's more like your self-evaluation and reflection of like, let's say, do I feel like Amber and I have positive experiences most of the times? And that would be, gauging whether or not the relationship is toxic. Because if your experience with this person is negative most of the times, you leave hanging out with them feeling drained, you leave feeling bad about yourself and who you're dating because they judge you, that's not a good friend. Thank you for speaking to the the subjectivity of that, because I know sometimes we all take comfort in like having a specific list to qualify it, to make sure it's toxic before we 
you know, do what we need to do. So I appreciate you saying that. Now, when it comes to having toxic friends, so let's say we have, by definition, we hear how you defined it. We evaluate our own friendships and we're like, okay, I have some of those. For a lot of listeners, they're, you know, single women who are out there dating and looking for, you know, their person and in a good partnership. What are some of the obvious and non-obvious ways that having these kinds of dysfunctional friendships are maybe like surprisingly impacting our dating or romantic relationships? Oh gosh, there's so many. Have you ever heard of the term that you're an average of your five friends? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So number one, it could deter someone that's trying to date you from dating you because they realize like, oh, you have toxic friends. You have friends that are not evolved, friends that haven't worked on themselves. They could see like, oh, these are the people that you hang out with. And that's not cool. I don't want to get into that. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. I know sometimes we get so caught up in like, just like the internal functioning of a friendship, just like this bi-directional relationship, me and you, and sometimes don't give enough attention to how it's interpreted from an outside world. Like how does my partner see my friends and my friendships and how does he experience me based on who I am inside of these friendships? So I love that you brought out, you know, the very first impact would be like the reputation of your friends and that function and how it might yeah. be discouraging for a potential partner. Love that. 100%. And up next would be, let's say you started dating for a while and you want to introduce your partner to like all your friends and your family. There's this concept in a theory called relational maintenance strategies. And relational maintenance strategies are important strategies in maintaining a happy and healthy relationship. One of the strategies is called social network. And what that is, is introducing your partner to your network, right? So if you have toxic friends and you're introducing to your network, what can happen is your friends can be judging your partner in cruel ways and basically sway your evaluation of them and can kind of predict like termination of that relationship. But it's not just friends, it's also family. Like if you bring your partner to meet your family and your friends, and if they are judging him negatively, that could result in you breaking up with this person because you feel like, oh, wow, you know, a couple of them don't even like him. So maybe I'm not seeing something. And maybe that's right. But we don't know that. Because if you do have toxic friends, they use their toxic evaluations on other people. Yeah. So we could be losing a completely great person based on your friend's unsolicited advice. Oh my God, that's so good. You know what immediately comes to mind? I don't know if you watched the most recent season of Love is Blind. Uh-huh. Okay. And I think <laughs> about like Micah and she liked Paul, but then her friends were in her ear. And then I think about the opposite, which I feel like is the complete foil of that is, you know, Tiffany mm-hmm. and she had her friends were all like healthy and supportive. And they're like, we love Brett for you. Take care of her. And it made her like love him even more. And so it's so interesting to see those two foils and to apply like what you just broke down for us. Yeah. Yeah. Your friends affect your romantic relationships so much. And we just don't talk about it. Yeah, that's so good. So I guess like one question we could even be asking ourselves during that journey is like, okay, time out. What are the worldviews that my friends have? What are their general attitudes toward dating? How have their relationships 
panned out? You know, how how do they kind of see the world? Because obviously they're going to project that when they meet my new partner, or obviously they're going to use a certain dysfunctional criteria when they're judging my potential partner and be in my ear based on those things. And so as much as we'd like to think, okay, our lives are separate and like that doesn't affect me. It's nice to have you make it plain. Like those worlds do collide. Like you are impacted. Yeah. 100%. And I love this saying, don't take relationship advice from those that are not in happy and healthy relationships. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) That's preach. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, like people lead by examples and they walk the walk. They don't just talk the talk. And I'm a big fan of listening attentively and engagedly to people that have the lives that I aspire to have. Mm. Ooh. That's so good. Like, I I feel like women should be listening right now and like upgrading their list of what they're looking for in a friend because we don't think of those worlds intersecting. Are there any other things you want to mention about the ways that maybe a toxic friendship might impact whether we're like pursuing a romantic relationship or whether we're trying to keep one going? Yeah. So there's this other concept called envy. Mm. Envy is basically feeling insecure about themselves for not having what the other person has. So if your friend is toxic and hasn't worked on themselves, they could feel very envious that you're dating someone good and consciously try to sabotage that relationship for two reasons. One, she's envious that you're finding someone good for you. Two, she's envious of your time. She wants your time back. So there are many, many people that are envious of their best friend's date or boyfriend or husband. Oof. That's so good. And you know what's interesting too? And I feel like whenever we do have that conversation about envy, we conjure up an image of like the calculating woman in the right. corner who's like, I'm going to bring them down. But it could be the friend who loves you very much, right. but because of her own, like you said, insecurities, she's unable to be supportive. I love that you said that. That's very, very important to distinguish. Like your friends can love you and still be toxic. Mm. <laughs> you know, your friends can want, quote unquote, the best for you, but still can't hold back their toxic behaviors. Right. So, yeah, I'm not saying at all that this is someone who's malicious towards you. A lot of times it's probably like they love you so much they don't want to lose you almost. Like, let's all be single gals together, experience the city, have our whole years, whatever it is. Like people just can't come to the point where they are comfortable with moving on and moving forward as adults. It's also for male friendships. Like if you're a woman and you're dating a guy who has a toxic best friend, that Mm. it works too. Like a bro dude who's like, dude, like why are you dating Macy? Like she sucks, right? It's the same thing where they perhaps experience envy. Yeah. Okay. I love that you flipped it around because I know sometimes it's so hard to like see it in our own circle. We're like, no, no, I don't have any of that. But then we can easily recognize it in like another situation. And I know a lot of us like flags would have like, oh my gosh, yes, I've seen that scene before where I'm like, why are these your friends? It makes me hesitant about getting with you because I'm I'm not (laughs) sure about things that we just talked about. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Exactly. You can easily see it when a guy that you're dating or talking to has that kind of friend. 
because you can see it in other people and not yourself. You're so right. Another thing that I wanted to share was my personal experience with one of my good friends. We've been friends for a long, long time. And, you know, we were on kind of the same kind of boat. Like we got married when we were young and we got a divorce. So we were kind of like, oh, we're never getting married again. But then I started dating my soulmate. And at some point I told her like one on one, I said, hey, like I'm I'm getting married. And her first response instead of happiness or excitement or joy was almost like envy. And the first question that she had for me was why? And that hurt a lot. I mean, we worked on it and we overcame it. But that was really hurtful. And to me, like that's an example of someone who uses their own insecurities in judgment for your relationship. You know your relationship best unless like 10 people in your life is like, uh, he's terrible. <laughs> then you should listen to them. Yeah, then <laughs> run. If you have like run. one friend or two friends who, you know, are like telling you that this is not a good person for you or like you should hang out with me more. I'd say don't listen to them because you know yourself and your relationship best. Yeah. And I appreciate you telling that story because it's such a good example of a friend who loves you. You know, she's got your back. But because of where they are, they're trying to reconcile what they want for themselves and what they want for you. And maybe those two things just aren't the same. I'm going to I'm gonna push her for a second because I'm curious. You said, and of course, you know, we got past that. How did you get past that? Because I know like if I had to rank like the top three questions I get all the time, one of them is about how to maintain a friendship when you're in different life seasons like that. We had an open heart talk. But also it took a while. I would say it took like a year. You know, it, it seems dramatic, but it's not because we're we're not in the same phase of life. And we have at that point different values and wanted different things. But we had an open heart talk where I was like, hey, I felt like that was really, really hurtful. And I wish you could just be happy for me without using your own judgment on other people, which you often do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 And so, I mean, she was kind of mad and I was kind of mad. And we didn't talk after that for a couple of months. And then we met again. We both accepted our faults and we were like, yeah, let's stay friends. But we also acknowledge that it's not the same. It's no longer the same. We don't hang out the same amount of times. When we talk, we don't talk about the same things. And just, yeah, things have changed. But I would say at this point, my friendship with her is very healthy. Yeah. Gosh, I just, I love this so much. And I'm just so fascinated by like, we we mostly speak about conflict here. There's so much chatter on like how to make friends and how to, but like, how do we keep them and, and conflict inevitable? How do we stay? How do we build resilient friendships? So I was just like, so curious to hear about how you guys got over that. Because especially in women's lives, when we are hitting these different quote unquote milestones, marriage, romance, pregnancies, just all these things. How do we stick together during such big changes? I'm always curious to hear about. And I know it's like such a common pain point. And so I appreciate you outlining that. Yeah. And there's research about being person-centered. And what that means is when your friend is sharing with you about something, be friend-centered. So like, don't think about your life. Don't think about what you would do. Think about in her situation with all of the variables in her life, what's best for her. Because we tend to easily use our lives to like make judgment. But every life is so, so different. 
and all the variables that play in that person's life is very different from yours. Right. Which is tough because it requires, it sounds like two things. Well, three things. One, humility to accept that my script for life might not be fitting for this other person's life. And then it sounds like it also requires like the psychological skill to be able to hold two things to be true at one time. Like for me, it makes sense to do this. For her, it makes sense to do this. And this is not a moral issue. I chose correctly. She chose incorrectly, right? And then I guess the third thing would be like a genuine love for another person, which means I like want the best for you, even if in some situations it doesn't include me or I don't get my needs met or I'm not the top number one pick, but this is still good for you. And it's hard to find people who are willing to do that and to try to develop that within ourselves. And so that's like, oh, so good. That love part is very, very important. And like, what's good for you might not be good for me. And being able to like step back and be like, it's okay, it's your occasion. I have an example. I got married in January. And before that, I had a bachelorette party. But me and my best friend were talking about my bachelorette party being very not (laughs) PT-13. And, you know, we had like a list of friends, but I know my friends well. And I... I know that like certain people will not enjoy or they will feel very uncomfortable. They might like judge the others that are there and having fun. So I decided to exclude some people that Mm -hmm. are really good friends. And I'm really glad that I have the kind of friendships that they were not like, why am I not there? Why am I not invited? I was like, hey, it's this kind of party. And they're like, okay, got it. (laughs) happy for you. I'm not going to be there, but have so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also so encouraging to hear you describe the different friendships you have in your life and how you overcome a moment that feels like it could be like a make or break is just, is so important for us to hear stories of women working it out. It gives us a picture, a portrait of the kind of healthy friendships we're aiming for, because we know what the research tells us about how our friendships stabilize our romantic relationships and how the romantic relationships that are supported by each person having their own strong friendships, having overlapping friendships to help support them as a couple is just like so necessary to the entire unit. And so it's so nice to have you come and outline for us explicitly the things we need to be looking for. All right, ladies, as your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. I'm going to ask you to think about your current relationship status. What kind of counsel are you receiving from the women in your life on your dating journey or on your marital journey? Do you actively seek support or do you shy away from getting their insights? And have those insights helped you bring healthy perspective to your romantic relationships? Or has it only planted seeds of doubt and discord? How is the counsel of your female friends impacting the satisfaction that you feel in your romantic relationships? It's just something to pause and for us to facilitate a moment of reflection. So if this is something that's been especially pressing in your life right now and you want to talk through it, I would love to hear from you on Instagram at Danielle Byer Jackson or on our website anytime at betterfemalefriendships.com. Until then, you know, I'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time.